another day, another episode of your favorite podcast. On today's episode, I talked with Andrew Hall, drummer of Dude York. Andrew and I went to college together and then we got closer after college when we both lived in Seattle. Um, In the summer of 2012, when I first moved to Seattle, Andrew and Peter, who's also in Dude York, took Annie and Gretchen's place in Chastity Belt while we waited for them to move to Seattle. So a lot of the entries I read are mostly from that era, the Dude Belt era. Some of the topics we discussed include Taylor Swift conspiracy theories, the pureness of music produced in our early 20s, the contents of Lake Washington, Mac DeMarco's horrifying Canadian friend, body shots with strangers. It's a great up with lots of lols. Um, I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. So please stay tuned. I know it's a long one, but it's worth it. basement with a little studio yeah yeah nice yeah i played the organ for a little bit but the poodle doesn't really like the organ very much (laughs) i don't think he likes it is it like an electric organ yeah yeah we have like a wurlitzer organ that our friend was getting rid of and he just like gave it to us nice yeah uh yeah what have you been up to other than watching the Grammys. Yeah, just watching the Grammys. I just paused it. Um, uh-huh. Taylor Swift was about to perform. Okay. <laughs> she's probably going to win some awards. People really like her. She's yeah. like a big... She's, a, she's really unstoppable at unstoppable. music. Yeah. My mom keeps emailing me like links to articles about Taylor Swift. And I just... I'm not sure why. Like I've never shown any interest in Taylor Swift. But... Uh, for whatever reason, my mom thinks I'm a fan. So, are they about how she's how her handle is Taylor Swift thirteen on Twitter, and how that's like uh, an indicator that she's a product of uh, MK Ultra mind control, and is going what? to become? I do love all the conspiracy theories. That's like the one thing I can get into. Yeah. with Taylor Swift. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah, they're also yeah. Taylor Swift's Look What You Made Me Do inspires tons of theories about reptilians. Uh, yeah, there's like uh, theories about Taylor Swift as being a, as a Satanist clone of the former high priest of the Church of Satan, Zena Shrek. Um, I believe it. I believe all of yeah. it. Yeah. There's something not right there. Yeah. Um, what are the other cool ones? Yeah, there's like a bunch. And then there's also like the whole, there's the person who made the uh, giant PowerPoint presentation about uh, how melodrama by Lord was about her secret relationship with Jack Antonoff and him cheating on Lena Dunham and destroying their relationship, oh. which I think actually did happen. 
And then yeah, somebody else, whoa. and then somebody else did like a gigantic presentation about how reputation is actually about Taylor Swift's relationship with Carly Kloss. Yeah. Okay. I, I heard that one and yeah. I people have like really gone in depth into like, like picking apart her lyrics. Yeah. Um, and th- that all kind of interests me. That's like the one thing that I was like, maybe I could get into Taylor Swift because I love the conspiracy theories, but the music for me, I just feel very neutral about. Yeah. I mean, she's just like a person who's, as I see it, she's just like somebody who really, really, really fucking loves writing songs. And it's like, really good at writing songs with structural integrity and they all kind of sound like that yeah and some of them are a machine she's like really good at writing bridges that's like the thing that she's amazing at she's the queen of bridges lots of bridges which is a really which is a really cool skill to have and true usually i i could go without a bridge like yeah there's a lot of songs with a bridge that or like a breakdown that i'm like "Eh, take that out right yeah, A B. Yeah, because she's she's very good at uh, songs with A B A B C B structure. Mm. It's like her thing. It's her go-to. Yeah. Do you notice this uh, picture behind me? Yeah, I remember that picture very well. That was it's Taco Cat one. album release, Valentine's yeah. Day, twenty fourteen. Oh my god, Andrew, your memory. <laughs> yeah, like if you asked I would, me, like, like twenty fourteen, I would not have known that. Yeah, because that was when NVM came out. And I remember that show and everybody was like, yeah, you can the tell era a lot of, of duck face. Yeah. I duck face era. And yeah, I feel like everybody, yeah. Like the, like pre bitterness. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I was uh, still feeling very good about music and yeah. Release shows like, and you know, yeah. Like, how does anybody feel about music now? I, like, honestly don't know. Like, the internet has, like, now that everything is consumed solely through the internet, everything feels more and more like it's just a commodity good. Or, like, I don't know, like, ascribing any value to it just seems really psychotic. And Brie was talking about how, like, everything, like, all the songs on the grant being performed on the Grammys or like up for awards are just made famous by TikTok basically. And oh, then yeah, I that's... was like, Oh, TikTok's kind of like the new MTV. Oh, for sure. I think that's totally correct. Like TikTok is very much. Yeah. I mean, people, that's how people engage with music now. And that's yeah. how like, which is kind of cool, I guess. Uh, and it gets a lot of, it seems to make weird shit popular, but also like the dumbest versions of weird shit gets really popular. Or things get dumb, get popular for really dumb reasons. Yeah. Uh, I What I love about TikTok is that a video can go viral and have millions of views. That's just like some old person accidentally taking a video of themselves. Yeah, like, that's tight. That's my that's favorite like kind of TikTok. Yeah. I, I miss the... I don't know if this is still a thing, but I remember like when everybody still had like standalone digital cameras and it was really easy to accidentally take videos with them. Just like YouTube compilations of people accidentally taking videos were really nice. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I would, now, if you can send me some links of those YouTube videos, I'd love to. Yeah. I, sh- I haven't like gone looking for that specific genre in a long time. <laughs> I remember like that. And then I remember like being in the QFC on Broadway one night and it was back when I carried a digital cam, like a standalone digital camera with me everywhere I went for some reason. And 
uh, I just remember somebody, I, I gave the camera, I think to Brian and he was just taking a video of me in a beer aisle. And then somebody came up and just said, you can't film here. <laughs> I remember you telling me that actually. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That QFC is like still the, I mean, both those QFCs are just like such fucked up places. Yeah. That QFC is like pure chaos. The one on 15th is, is a lot chiller. I would say. It's closing. Oh, really? Yeah, they yeah they're blaming the fact that they have to pay uh, hazard pay to their employees as an excuse to close Fifteenth and I think Queen Anne. Um, end of an yeah. era. Yeah, Fifteenth also like Fifteenth was tight when it was a twenty four hour grocery, and I would just get really yeah. fucked up at uh, Harry's Bar, and then I would just <laughs> go in there and I just like re I would just like rearrange shit on the shelves at QFC until somebody like got me out of there. <laughs> I feel like that was something I did on yeah. A twenty-four hour grocery store is pretty insane. Is the one on Broadway still twenty-four hours? None of them are twenty-four hours anymore. Okay, like they've all. Like I can't believe that that was a thing. Actually, they were for so. That's the thing. It's like pre-gentrification or like pre-like extreme gentrification. Seattle had so many twenty-four hour groceries, and now like wealth disparity is so bad and there's just like no it's crazy that like as a city gets richer it becomes harder and harder to safely like operate a 24-hour grocery without like creating situations in which uh either your staff or uh people shopping or just the massive numbers of unhoused people around grocery stores are all yeah i'm sure that's what it was oh no it absolutely is and just like I remember there was one night I walked past the Broadway and Pine one and I saw a manager chasing a shot, like, or an employee chasing a shoplifter, which you're not supposed to do. And his glasses just flew off into the middle of the street and he did not go to get them. And he just turned around and started crying. <laughs> There's like, something was... I would never do for my job. I would never chase oh, a shoplifter. Yeah. I, I can't. No, you're not. You're, I think you're explicitly told never to chase a shoplifter. Yeah, like you are not, not supposed. No, not your pro. Like that's, <laughs> yeah, that's God's problem as soon as they're off the property. <sighs> yeah. And it's like, I remember like the first time. I remember the first, like the weird thing about the, Broadway and Pine QFC was that they would close for a re- like they would close for restocking like for a couple hours every few weeks and I just remember I was I was on mushrooms with uh Brian Sunderman and Andrea Miller at like three in the morning on a Sunday like right after I first moved to Seattle have I told you about this I don't think so and the cool thing about the Broadway and Pine QFC is that like they could lock the doors on the ground floor, but you know how you can get in through the elevator in the parking lot? Oh, I've never gone in that way, but wow, that's sneaky. So they can't turn the elevator off at all. I think they probably can now, but back then they had no way to turn it off. So we were tripping really fucking hard. Andrea was was worried that she was breaking out into hives and we really wanted to like get some sort of topical cream from the QFC and we were just staring at the locked door and then some dude in a gigantic basketball jersey is just like if you want to get in there follow me 
And we followed him up the stairs and went into the elevator, got out. And we asked, I don't remember what we were trying to buy. I know Andrea asked if she could get it. And they said, no. And there's a voice going on the overhead, just saying the stores closed for restocking. Please leave if you're trying to buy something or some variant thereof. And she asked, is there a bathroom I could use? And they just said, we close the bathrooms after eight o'clock because people do bad things in there. <laughs> that sure like, sounds like the worst mushroom trip, honestly. It was tight. Like I remember I tried to take a bath in Brian's apartment and the drain stopper was like right in front of me, but I couldn't figure out how the drain stopper worked. So I just grabbed a plate from his kitchen and put it on top of the drain <laughs> and that didn't work at all. And after like 15 minutes of not being able to uh, get it to work, I just put my clothes on and sat down in his his apartment. And then he just like grabbed a watering can and I think started pouring water on my head. (laughs) And I just remember like, and I remember staring at, I remember staring at a picture of antlers and watching it vibrate for a while. And then I remember thinking a lot the whole trip about how I needed more structure in my life. So the next day I, I, I hadn't bought a mattress yet. And I was just thinking about how I really needed more structure in my life. So the next day I went and got a mattress. Nice. Wait, where were you sleeping before that? Just on a, on the floor in a sleeping. I had like just moved. It was like the fourth or fifth day I, I had been in Seattle. And I like didn't have anything. Yeah, I think when I first moved to Seattle, I was... I had like a thermorest I was sleeping on. Yeah. My sleeping bag. That's t- yeah. 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 It's really amazing what indignities you will tolerate when you're a baby. It's true. Yeah. Whereas like now, na- where it's like now, I feel like if I go anywhere, I will. On tour, it- I'm not even, I'm like, I need like my own bed. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've earned it. Yeah. As a, as a, as a, uh, as a Spotify approved recording artist, you, you've really, uh, you've really <laughs> earned it. I'm at the level now. I mean, I still share beds on tour, but every so often I get the luxury of having my own bed on tour. What a luxury that is. That's tight. Yeah. I feel like that. Yeah. There are only ever three of us in our operation. We never actually like took anybody with us. So I feel like there are a lot of opportunities to get your own bed, but that's nice. Yeah. I also feel like I ended up getting a lot of them just because I'm a horrible hog. (laughs) Or yeah, just like I'm, a difficult person. I I think like I kind of wish that I snored so that people wouldn't want to sleep next to me. Yeah. I mean, you could just like smoke heavier or like drink more <laughs> yeah. or I'll tr- I'll try to get Yeah. To yeah, just like try to age just try to age parts of your body like another like 10 or 15 years while <laughs> without aging all of you. Yeah, uh, like just my nasal cavity. Yeah, Maybe, just like, like do it, would doing a lot of coke do that? I don't know if you deviate. I don't know if deviated septum people snore more or not. This is a really good question. <laughs> I think they probably do. That's yeah. my guess. Yeah, is a deviated septum causing your snoring or breathing? Because um, my brother yeah, has a deviated septum, and he, I'm pretty sure he snores. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. You can. I think that totally does. That's totally a thing. All right. I'll try to deviate my septum. Yeah. I mean, you could just, uh, God, I'm so sorry. I had to say, I, 
I don't know why that story was, I just started thinking about it yesterday and I felt like I needed to share it with you, but it really, uh, it really takes a pretty, it takes a wild turn there. Yeah, it does. Happy to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of the era of actually that I was going to cover in my journals around Mm -hmm. that time. Yeah. A couple years later, because we're looking at 2012 here, like when I first moved to Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. And there's other mentions of you in my journal before this, but I feel yeah. like this was when we first really started hanging out and being friends. Yeah. Well, I like was... wasn't a very, yeah, I'm not a very fun person. And I was like even less fun back then. So it's like, no. <laughs> wait till like you hear lot... some of these oh, entries no. though. Oh no. <laughs> like I know, I know one of the ones that you found. Yeah, I know yeah, exactly yeah. what that, I know exactly that what that is. That one's really good, but there's, yeah. I found some gems. A lot of what oh, I, I've bookmarked yeah. here, as you can see, you're the green. Is, uh, um, some of it is just like, like little mentions. It's not like yeah. full blown things, but I just. Oh God, it rules so hard to know that like I've occupied space in somebody else's journals. <laughs> yeah. It's like a good that, feeling, huh? Yeah. It's like so flattering to know that there are like, mul- like, in the event, in the event of my death, there will be multiple third party, uh, third party citations that I existed, <laughs> yeah. and they aren't all just like the Wikipedia entry where my mom was like, "Did you write that?" <laughs> I have to say, "Mom, no, you're not allowed to write your own Wikipedia entry." <laughs> and if I wrote it, there would be more to it. Do you have a Wikipedia? No, but oh, the the band does. Oh, the band. Yeah, the does. band. Ha- the band has like a one paragraph. Yeah, Wikipedia Brie went entry. on this little stint for a while where she was like writing Wikipedia articles. Oh, that's friends. tight. So maybe maybe she hit Dude York. I'm not sure. That's tight. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So this first entry, actually, I was still in college. This is April twenty second, twenty twelve. Oh, and it was when Dude York. Uh, Played at Whitman. So you guys were living in Seattle. Yeah, Um, we were passing. Did we pass through on the way to Tree Fort? No, because that would have been March. It might have just been like a one-off, but. Yeah, um, I think it was, we got asked to play with Yacht, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, here. I I cover that in the entry. Um, Okay. Okay, we we went to the Dude York slash Yacht show in Reed. (laughs) It was pretty oh, empty room. for Dude York, but the few of Story us of there, but the few of us there danced hard. Yacht sucked. Instead of watching <laughs> them, I drank gin with Margaret in the bathroom. We made constipation noises whenever someone entered. It was funny. I miss Margaret. After the show, Chastity Belt played at the after party at Condemned. Then Dude York played in a funk band. It was a fun party. <laughs> you remember that yes i remember all of this very well i remember the um i remember well what i want to ask you what do, what do constipation noises sound like i think probably like a uh, uh, okay got yeah. it that makes total sense I'm guessing yeah yeah um yeah i remember all of this pretty well i remember um so yeah the funk band probably was like much better at music than i am and I remember the drum kit being very, very, very hard to play. Uh, and I feel like that was a period in my life when I, I mean, I still don't know anything about drums and I also haven't played them in a year. So I really, really don't know anything about drums anymore. Um, it's like, I feel like back then the main thing that I did was play, well, I played them even worse than I do now, but maybe I made, maybe that You're made me better drummer, at them. Andrew. 
Oh God, no, I'm really fucking loud and I have no sense of anything. Like I would, I want to get good at drums at some point in my life, but I don't know. I also like want to get good at a lot of things. Like it would be tight to get good at like Brazilian jujitsu, but I feel like that would mostly just like be getting my ass kicked by strangers all the time, which also. <laughs> I would love would for probably, you to get I, into that. That's the thing. I would love, I feel like at this point in my life, I'm so starved for human contact that if I'm just like losing, like if I'm losing fights in a structured manner, that would be a great reintroduction to the world. <laughs> like, I don't want to be like, there is this guy, uh, like the worst fighter in the history of MMA was this guy, Scott Blevins, who like lied about all of his credentials. And then I think went to jail for being like a lot of like bad sex stuff involving children. But like he lost, like he's just the fucking worst for so many reasons. But like he went like 0-17 and, and he lost every fight in 10 seconds where he just like got the shit kicked out of him. Damn. Like he throws, he throws like one kick and then just gets like fucking bodied and that's it and he just kept going he did this pretty i think he did this for like 17 fights until he like got arrested <laughs> yeah that's like a form of self-harm at that point. <laughs> yeah um but anyway yeah i was so that was such a weird time because it was like the british label that put out our seven inch that had like the Oh yeah. It's like they had about that. Yeah. Cause we did that record with that label where they were just like, kind of, they were re-recordings of our like really fucked up recordings where I think the really fucked up ones had a lot more character and were more fun to listen to. Right. And I don't know. I feel like we, we should have just kept making like really fucked up. Like really loud. Yeah. I loved your early stuff. Cause it was just like, yeah very fucked up like almost like unlistenable but like in a cool way yeah it was tuneful it was tunefully (laughs) unlistenable yeah which I think was a really it it had a vibe like it it definitely had like a youthful energy yeah I feel like if I tried to do that as a 32 year old it would come across as like I don't know what's sadder about that like whether or not (laughs) like 32 year olds trying to sound like 22 year old like rock dudes or just anybody wanting to sound or or you're just trying so hard to capture the sound of your I don't know it's like <laughs> I don't think you like, could capture it I don't think it's something no, it's that's impossible like, you're able to recreate you you just no, have to be that age in order for yeah, it to sound like that it's so like brazen and arrogant and like it comes from like thinking that you are so fucking good at what you're doing even yeah. when a you're not and b you're just gonna fucking it's, press ahead anyway it's like a complete lack of self-awareness yeah. Um, and which I, is pure, you know? Yeah. And it's fun, I think, for other people to be able to listen to and take in. Yeah. And it's like, I think that, I mean, obviously, like, I feel like so many of my friends have done really, like, good adult work as they've gotten older and done things that have really connected with lots of people. And that's beautiful and cool. But everybody's like really fucked up first recordings that they were still, that they still somehow had the confidence to share with the world are like kind of the fucking best. Definitely. They're pure. Yeah. Yeah. The purity is like, yeah, the purity is so much better than whatever you do when you start overthinking what you're doing or like, especially in my, once you realize that you have an audience, everything changes and it's just, it becomes a different thing. Yeah. 
once you realize you have an audience and you're or you're like trying to make things with a specific goal in mind I think that becomes like there's certain people who I think are really good at that and I think most people are just terrible at it myself included especially it's like I mean it's like does it does that process like I mean how much time like if you don't mind me asking this like how much does the like when you're working on songs do you ever like find yourself thinking about any of that or do you successfully turn that off and just fucking do the thing I mean there's no way to completely turn it off yeah Um, I try to I try not to think about it but it definitely like weighs on me for sure Mm -hmm. I mean like that was like the beauty of no regrets was like yeah we just had no idea what we were doing and we weren't thinking about people listening to it yeah which is crazy because like I remember the first time I heard you play Black Sail and I was like oh this one's gonna like people are going to fucking connect with this song like (laughs) I know for a fact that that's just gonna be a fucking thing damn yeah that was a instant hit yeah, and it's like when we did, I feel like when the Alex Cassidy version of Dude York, like when we wrote, when we just like banged out uh, Fuck City or whatever, like that song, we wrote that Fuck song in City five minutes. good. That song's tough. <laughs> yeah, our only song that Pitchfork ever liked. Um, <laughs> but it's like we, that song got written in five minutes. Yeah, I remember the, the pro- I feel like the best songs do. The, it was kind of the same with yeah. Black Sail. It was like a really quick, yeah. just like, yeah. damn, there it is. Yeah, I was like, okay, I'll, okay, just yell this over the chorus, play a guitar solo, Alex, sing whatever. And like, I just knew, I knew it. I want to listen to that song again. Yeah, listen to the really fucked up, listen to the fucked up one, not the EP one. The EP is probably bad. Is I the never fucked up listen. one on Bandcamp? Oh yeah, yeah. All the, all, I never scrubbed the old stuff. Yeah, I actually I probably people... have it like in my iTunes somewhere. Oh, good. All the old yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that um, part, yeah, so we played that party and then I'm trying to remember what else we did on that trip. I feel like we, I wrote about this too, but I guess we like went to breakfast at Maple Counter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but Is that I place? Just, yeah, it's not that interesting. I just wrote that we went there. Mm-hmm. I think it's still around. Okay. I'm not sure. There's like that yeah. and bacon and eggs. Bacon and eggs. Going strong. Yeah. Well, I don't know I if have... they're like, they made it through the pandemic actually, but. Yeah. Is Clarette still going? Oh, I hope so. Actually, I think I might have heard that it's closing. Oh, no. Yeah. I have. I feel like I have at least two memories of staying up all night and then getting pancakes alone at Clarette's at six in the morning when I was like 20 <laughs> and just walking around in the fog and thinking to myself, all I have to do is eat this and then I can keep going and I'm not going to fall asleep immediately as soon as I'm done here and then I would just pass the fuck out yeah the pancakes will do it yeah um, okay here's another entry and this is right when I moved to Seattle after college May oh, 27th good stuff. 2012 um, practice with Andrew so this was like the era of dude belt oh yeah uh, Annie and Gretchen weren't or yeah Annie and Gretchen weren't in Seattle. Annie was yet. in New Orleans. Yeah. Gretchen. And where where was, was it or, was Gretchen in Michigan? I guess. Why wasn't she in Seattle? I Maybe, don't know. Oh, she was probably she was probably like being a camp counselor. That's what she was doing. That's so um, wholesome. 
Yeah, so wholesome. Practice with Andrew was also hilarious and super intense. We <laughs> practiced in Peter's oh, parents' God. house in Ballard and went through the set twice with Andrew. The show on Thursday should be pretty interesting. Oh, <laughs> no, Annie played, the, no, Annie totally played this show and then Peter oh, did not she was, yet. Oh, okay, yeah, because she was still around because I said I was staying at her parents' house. And yeah, her. and yeah, because it was us and boat party. Oh yeah, and because oh, yeah. this was Taco Cat's van fundraiser. Wow, Andrew you're and Chop Suey. Damn, I yeah did not remember that, but yeah, boat party, boat I, party. I forget to list that as one of the bands I've been in. Yeah, and they played a. I I don't remember anything about their set except the teenage dirtbag was in it. That's the only thing I remember. Yeah, I drum. I like remember I drummed on that. Tight. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, I'm sure I was really not fun to. Pr- I I don't think I was uh, fun to be around at all, or I was no, just came across as like a complete Andrew. psychopath. It'll, it'll come through, but this is just the beginnings of it. Um, yeah, the show on Thursday should be pretty interesting. It's strange playing with a new drummer, especially Andrew, because he plays super fast. All our songs are sped up, but that's okay. Just we oh went on God. speed. It was fun yeah. but exhausting. What a guy, Andrew. Oh. <laughs> I remember, well, I think I wrote about this show, but we played it for a million and that was when Peter was playing with us too. And, yeah. we, and like somehow we were, we had, um, that song ponytail and we played yeah. it at like double speed. Oh like, yes. Yeah. That was the, insane. that was like, yeah, I feel like at the end but, of the band, yeah, it was a good ex- show, though. I wrote about how everyone loved it. So yeah, that show was really. I remember that one being especially good for some reason. Yeah, we got a really good reaction. I don't know. Um, oh, this is funny. This doesn't mention you, but it just kind of gives you like a sense of what was going on at the time. Yeah, uh, June twelfth, twenty twelve. Yeah, June twelfth. 2012, I've been writing a lot of introspective, slow, depressing songs recently. Please don't ever let me become a female folk singer, or worse, a singer-songwriter. Oh my god. <laughs> that should be on the, that should be the, uh, you should just put that diary entry in the album art for the, for your, uh... Oh, that's a good, that's a good call, because I actually have a song that's pretty folksy, singer-songwriter, on yeah. this album. Yeah, if you're, I don't know if you're like talking about the new, if we need to edit out talking about the new album because it's not announced yet or anything. <laughs> I, I feel like I can talk about how I'm working on a new album. I just can't say um, <laughs> when it's coming out, what label it's coming out with, if right. it's coming out with a label, if it's, yeah. Right. The li- Yeah, the album art should just be, like that diary entry should just be like the A side of the record. Yeah, that's a good call. Like on the vinyl, like on the little like, the thing that you <laughs> stick on the record, it should just be that. Here I am, a singer-songwriter. Did you put I haven't the... quite gone folk yet, but that's coming up soon. You should just record uh, Child Within as a bonus track and don't put uh, it yeah, in the... Yeah, it's been recorded. I have, oh, chi- I... I have Child Inside and I have... Um, did I send you Good Wench? Yeah, that song's also yeah. tight. Okay, and then I have like a new song that started as a folk song and it was like about a sparrow and then I completely was like, the song's actually pretty good. What if I made it a real song? And now it's a real song. Your folk songs are real songs, though. They're so good. <laughs> They're good, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to also do, like, a folk version of that song. So it'll be, like, a different... Because mm-hmm. 
I want to put out like a little EP with all my folk yeah. songs. Yeah, it'd be tight to just do the whole new album in folk style. And if you buy the vinyl, you only get it like that. And, the, <laughs> and then the streaming version oh, is the I normal one. Covers of my own, like folk covers of my own songs. Yeah. That's a great idea. I Yeah, I love how like I've been thinking a lot about just the whole NFT thing has been making me think about how wasteful everything is, oh, including like NFT vinyl. Pre- thing is... And then I read things like, <sighs> yeah, one of the bonus, mer- one of the bonus items for our new album releases, our album, but pressed on vinyl with all of the drums at half speed. <laughs> and it's, I just think about like all of the different like novelty pressings of things that nobody will ever listen to or get any enjoyment from. Right. But it's just, just to like, say that you, it's like a collector's piece. Or exactly. Whatever. Like it's so. I can't handle that shit. Yeah. I don't even know like if I make another record ever in my life, which probably I will. And I don't, uh, it's like, I don't know if I want to make vinyl. I don't know if I want to make anything. I don't know what like the ethical way to produce anything anymore is. Maybe you should release, you should sell NFTs. Yeah. I tried to put Goatsy on the, on the NFT blockchain, but it was going to cost me a hundred dollars and then the form didn't work. And also I was doing it in the bathtub, but now I also just like, (laughs) But now there's also just Goatsy on like the image roll in my phone. And I'm worried that someday somebody's just going to swipe through and see it for the first time. And I'm going to, I'm going to have to explain that whole thing to them. <laughs> so you want to explain it to listeners? Well, you, um, I feel like if you're like not a Zoomer, you probably had to deal with like fear of Goatsy at some point in your life. Because <laughs> it's just like, I remember... Like when you were in, I feel it was like when everybody was in like eighth, ninth, 10th grade, it was like, you'd click a link in somebody's AOL instant messenger profile that was like, click here to download free MP3s, uh, no Napster required. Cause this was when everybody was like, oh, Napster's shutting down next month. So you're not going to be able to use it anymore. And then it would just take you to a link that just had Goatsy pop-ups on it. What a good prank. Yeah. With Goatsy being a photograph of a man's gaping anus. <laughs> <laughs> that uh made the rounds in like 1998 <laughs> but the, i feel like every yeah gaping is the key uh the key adjective that was always used to describe it <laughs> oh god uh, Older, that's the thing like that's why i don't trust people under the age of 30 well like one i don't actually hate kids but it's like if you grew if you grew up an internet power user and your time on the internet did not involve a period in which you were just like having to worry that you would see Goatsy if you looked, if you clicked on the wrong link or uh, scrolled in the wrong place on the wrong forum, then I don't know if you were actually on the same internet as me. <laughs> and like, probably the internet's a better place now, but also it's I a like, lot worse. I miss when the internet was like very unhinged. Yeah. Yeah. The internet is, well, now that four companies control everything, it's kind of miserable. Um, anyway, should I get back to my yeah, you journal? Should, yeah, okay. I'm, this is, this I'm is a on. letter that I wrote to Gretchen that I then copied into my journal because I was probably just very proud of the letter. Oh, um, June 29th, 2012. This was when I was working at Insomniacs. Remember Insomniacs? Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I spent a lot of time like writing letters and it was so slow. I just was like sticking around 
did they close like right after you quit or was it a few years later and I just didn't notice? I think a few years, but yeah, okay. mostly like they might have stayed open in the hospital. Uh, it was like their main, oh. uh, their main cafe was actually just like in Kaiser or I guess okay. it was group health at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they had that like 15th. That, I feel like so many businesses have like come and gone in that space since. Then. Yeah. I think it's still like the sustainable clothing place mm-hmm. now, but I can't remember if that's. Yeah. And I've never seen anyone in there. So yeah. Who knows if they're going to make it through COVID. Um, okay. Is anyone? June, <laughs> June 29th, 2012. This is a letter I wrote Gretchen today at work. Gretch, this is the second installment of Work Time with Jules. It's Friday Aww. now. We're having a pony cager at our house tonight. We're always having a cager. Party oh. time. Friday, TGIF. Some funny things have happened since my last installment. The girl who closed yesterday left a sponge in the coffee thermos, and this morning when I went to take out the brewed coffee, I got an intense whiff of steaming hot, dirty sponge coffee. <laughs> that rocks. I know. Was that intentional, or was that like... I'm sure it wasn't intentional, but I just like, how many people did I serve dirty sponge coffee to? (laughs) Oh my God. That rolls Um, so hard. Yeah. After I got off work on Wednesday, I went to Madison beach with Chapman, Chapman's younger brother and Andrew. It was the strangest group of people, but it ended up being really fun. We played a lot of Uno together. Connor, Chap and I all went swimming while Andrew read a Joan Didion novel on in his Levi's. (laughs) Yeah, this all this all checks out. There's a photo from this. There's song. a photo of you eating a popsicle. Eating a popsicle. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And the book was the last thing he wanted, which is right here. Wow, That's Andrew. Right here. That's it. And yeah, see if I, I would can find that photo too. God, I'm such a fucking horrible swimmer. <laughs> Is that why you didn't think, come swimming with us? Yeah, probably. I think I was like, especially back then, I I would get water in my, I, I think I got over myself like in the next year or two and figured out how to like swim in the lake. But there, that was a point in my life when I was just really fucking bad at lake swimming. Yeah, that's understandable. I mean, I feel like I got, I was really good at it and I was going night swimming every night for a second there. And then I yeah. started getting all weird about how dirty the water was. And now I can't quite relax the way that I had been. Yeah. Was that, was 2015 when Matt and Sarah swam in the uh, sewage water? <laughs> I think some sometime around then. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. I remember that. Like I think about that every time I walk. There, I feel like there's dark. always like some kind of sewage leak. Like that's that's happened multiple times. Yeah, there's all sorts of. I, did you remember seeing that thing that was like, here's the list of everything that's at the bottom of Lake Washington, and it's like there's six downed aircraft at the bottom of the lake. <laughs> Is that real? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to know what's at the bottom of the lake. That's like a horror movie. Yeah. What's at the bottom of lake? Oh, yeah, this is in 2014. And it's like there's... Uh... Oh, my God, yeah. Um, yeah, there's like a World War II era bomber. 
Um, yeah, there's se there's at least seven plane wrecks in uh, in the lake. Uh, How is that possible? Were they like water planes? I don't know. There's planes. Yeah, there's like twelve train cars that are still full of coal that sank or that were on a barge that is sank there... in a storm. Okay, I was like, is there even a tr like train track nearby? What's going on? Yeah, there are four hundred boats beneath the surface. Three how navy many, minesweepers. How many dead bodies? Um, let's see. I mean, the answer is probably quite a few. <laughs> um, yeah, there have been uh, yeah, two underwater forests, a baby in a bag from a medical research facility, the body of a dog tied oh. to concrete, a baby in a bag. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh god. Anyways, moving yeah. on. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is just a continuation of that. Yeah, and a lot entry. of like lawn chairs. Anyway. Um, <laughs> that night we went out to eat at our number one favorite restaurant. It's this Thai place on Fifteenth called Jam Jury. Still oh yeah. Jam Jury. Jam Jury is uh, tight. I haven't been there in forever. Me neither. Um, Nan, Roxy, Andrew and me another strange crew <laughs> andrew was super drunk one of the funniest oh, things no. ever this drunk andrew oh, oh god i must have been so annoying <laughs> after dinner andrew fell asleep on our couch mid-text shane came over and we all hung out on our porch it was really fun andrew and i made drunken plans for the next day after i got off from work our conversation went like this me all right come when i get off andy oh i'll come when you get off we followed oh, <laughs> through with the plans in a non-sexual way. Andy came into my work. I made him a latte, which he said was quote-unquote decent. Then oh, Jesus Christ. I suck so bad. Then he complained about his tooth and dental care while we walked downtown to buy concert tickets. I bought Fiona uh, Apple tickets for July 25th. Lydia and I are going together. Can't wait. Afterwards, we went to Nordstrom Rack together to buy socks. So much Andrew time. So much incessant talking and then long pauses. I love hanging out with Andrew, though. <laughs> this <laughs> could, is like, uh, I could probably write a whole novel about it. Oh, my God. This <laughs> is like, this is fucking amazing. Because it's like, I remember, I can't remember when, when it became like really like punishingly obvious like how much low-level spectrum behavior was broadcasting to the entire world all the fucking time because one <laughs> i remember one i remember like i'd i'd gotten i think we played a show and i chipped i chipped my tooth on a microphone and spent like two weeks after staying up all night reading like chipped tooth do oh, i that need must do have I been need, what you were talking about then do yeah. i need yeah i was just like reading all this shit like chipped tooth do i need root canal <laughs> and coming to the conclusion oh, that no, no, I didn't need anything. And if oh, I just didn't no. think about it, it didn't hurt. Which uh, is the most fucked up thing about like a lot of bodily stuff where you just Yeah. If you just don't think about it, it won't bother you. Because concentrating on it just makes it so that it's like the only thing you can feel or yeah. think about. It's bad. And then it's like I remember I saw a dentist years ago where there no I saw like patient description and it just said would not stop fidgeting, would not ta stop talking about poor quality dental care his mother received, <laughs> would not stop uh, 
kept kept talking about how uh, how his tooth enamel may be damaged from drinking too much sour beer, and I was like, "Oh my fucking god, this is how the world sees me." Andrew, it's a beautiful thing. Oh no, it's you're, not. This you're is a beautiful like, person. Yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a beautiful person with the uh, with a unique skill set that can only be cultivated by having parents that had you at the ages of 43 and 38. <laughs> Is that where all your problems stem from? I mean, if you want, if you're looking for an easy out. <laughs> yeah, it's gotta be it. Oh my fucking God. Um, I, I, I love that uh, entry though. I feel like it, like I can, I can remember that day and it just like captures something. I feel like it might've been one of the first times we'd hung out one-on-one and like, yeah. done, like, and we spent like a whole day together. Yeah. Oh my God. The blossoming of a friendship. Yeah, um, I wonder what shows I bought tickets to that day because I'm sure I got tickets to something, but I have no idea. I guess what. you didn't go to Fiona Apple. No, I went and saw the XX that night, which was also and Perfume Genius oh. opens that show. That show was good. My favorite thing about it was that I watched a couple break up during the Perfume Genius set, and then like like to the point that one of them stormed out, then came back and they made out for the entirety of the XX set. That's what I remember about that show. God, the XX is just like pure horny music. Yeah. Yeah, so then they made funny. Yeah, then they made another album and I've never heard it and I don't know if I ever will. Yeah, I I I forgot about the XX. Yeah. Um, okay, this is when I we were I guess we had plans to start a goth band. Yeah, um, we talked about that a lot and then yeah. I mean I I was always way it's more one into of those planning. That never happened. Yeah. It was always like yeah, I feel like it's probably for the best that we never started anything truly goth cuz like all the goths now are like really sad. But our okay, so I have like a list of our band names and they're pretty good. Oh shit, uh, I love it. Naval Goranges, Tomagothy, Goth with the Wind, Naval wow. Gage. Ryan Gothling. Ryan Gothling. Yeah, every <laughs> band had a name like that too. It was tight. Yeah. Like every like there were yeah, so many this horrible bands. Of like bad band names. I yeah, love that shit though. Everybody had a bad band name. Everybody had a band. And like everybody played like four shows every month. It was fucking insane that everybody had the time and energy to do that and that people went to things. I know. And like I- I can't believe I, the amount of energy I had for shows and like sitting through like five bands. Yeah. Well, it was novel then. And I yeah. guess it'll be novel again now, but in a way where like, I don't know if anybody's actually going to be able to handle it. I know. I wonder if now having like a whole year of like breaks from going to shows, like, will I enjoy going to shows again? That's the big question. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what I want from music anymore because it's one of those weird things where it's like, I don't know, I don't even know how to really like listen to music anymore. Like, I feel like I only, maybe it's that I've become so starved for human interaction that listening to podcasts feels more like natural and normal. Yeah, Uh, I love listening to podcasts. That's my Which is so, which is so fucked up and sad. It's like. Well, my life is basically just going on bike rides by myself and listening to podcasts while I'm biking. That's tight. And it's, yeah. honestly, it feels pretty good. It's, I'm, yeah. I'm happy about it. Yeah. I just like. I used to like go on walks and call friends, but now I don't even call my friends. I just listen to a podcast. Yeah. I feel like it's really, 
unless we're producing content, it's really hard to like have words to say anymore. Everybody's just right. The well, update I'm is like, just... yeah, I'm enjoying this podcast. I'm like, yeah. Um, it's a, it's nice to have a chance to catch up, Andrew. Yeah, and I'm it's having I'm having a lot of fun. Yeah, like I hate video chat, and I'm like having a really nice time seeing your face right now. Yeah, same. I I've like yeah. generally tried to avoid Zoom, but um, yeah. It's you know I, this podcast is actually bringing me life. Yeah, like I haven't been on a vi- I don't think I've been on a video chat since like November. Remember when everyone in November or no in um, in like a April, year ago? Yeah, yeah, a year ago everyone was like Zoom. Like that was the first time I heard of Zoom. I feel like yeah, and it was like everyone just wanted to like hop on a Zoom call. Just, yeah, like, the worst nightmare. Yeah, like I, I don't know. It's like I can't. It's funny because the camera on like the MacBook camera is just like not a very good camera. So it doesn't make anybody it's look very really good and it's, Im- and it's impossible to maintain eye contact in any meaningful way because of where it's positioned. Right. And you're also just like, like some a problem I have is I just end up staring at myself. I have to hide my, yeah my camera or my like mm-hmm. view of myself. Cause it's really just like, think about it. It's like going out to dinner with someone or, yeah and then bringing a hand mirror with you right. and looking at yourself like as you're talking to them it's just weird yeah. and uncomfortable. yeah yeah I mean it's like the it's like the uncool version of like when I used to go to dinner with my uncle in like 2002 and he would bring like this little handheld television so he could watch Dodgers games while we were eating <laughs> that was way cooler than, that is like, really that's what a move yeah it's like he needed to know what was going on there, People there was are no... so intense about sports. Yeah. I mean, it's like sports, sports are something to live for, I guess. It's like you have, uh, to live. yeah, you have your, you have your teams and your players and you can think about like the management of them. And it, it must be really weird to like love a team. That's just like really, well, I mean, I, I live here and it's like the Mariners are a bad team, but like, yeah. They're an interestingly bad. Did you watch the uh the like history of the Seattle Mariners that uh John Boyce wrote or did mm-hmm. last year? Oh, it's so good. Uh even if you don't want to watch the whole thing, you should watch the first part of it because it's like really special. Like okay, yeah, when it just it talks me. about when it just talks about how bad the Mariners were in the 70s and 80s, it's like very special. There is something kind of beautiful about like a horrible sports team that just keeps on going. Yeah. And a lot of them keep on going. Cause it's just like, there's money. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember like around the time that we're in on the, in on the journal, I remember Peter and I going to a game that like set the wor- set the record for lowest attendance in the history of the franchise. And then it was, and then that record was hit again, like two days later. And there were people in front of us who got really mad at us for talking over the whole game. <laughs> I, I feel like that you're supposed to talk over games. What else is yeah, there? Yeah. Yeah. I think we weren't talking about baseball, which is why they got mad. Oh. Like they really wanted us to be talking about baseball. Right. Yeah. Which... I just, I would go to baseball games with my dad growing up just so I could like eat a hot dog and like yeah. have ice cream. And that was about it. Like, that was did you go to Giants games it. or A's games? Giants. Oh, tight. Yeah, that was like 
when Barry Bonds was a huge deal. Oh, shit, yeah. But I just remember being, like, extremely humiliated by, like, how intense my dad was at at a baseball game like he would like stand up and scream and like oh, in, a, fuck yeah. in a way that was like so unhinged and even more intense than anyone around him and i was just like oh, oh dad God. stop this is so embarrassing like do you have any journal entries about it are you gonna get your dad on the um, pod <laughs> i should get my dad on the pod i i didn't like start journaling until college so mm-hmm. unfortunately if i yeah. did have a, i think i might have had a journal in high school that i like burned because it was all like me just writing about like this crush that i had for like four years straight yeah did you have a live <laughs> journal though i did but i don't i don't know how to find it oh man i had a zanga i had a live journal oh shit it's You've gone got... so it's it, it's like I don't know. I don't know how to like. Yeah. It's out there. I, if you can find it. Oh my God. Help. Would you, do you think your real name is attached to either of them? Could be. I know I had several like fake Zangas too. What did you put on the fake ones? Um, God, I was like such a bad person in middle school, but like, I remember I had this ongoing thing with a friend where we were trying to convince another friend that like we were friends with some fake person. And then we would have like, (laughs) we had like different, I was always making a different screen name on AIM and like pretending to be like a random person. And cause you could just like, I am anyone. Yeah. You could make as many as you wanted and nobody had to approve anything. Yeah. It's me, Tiffany or whatever, you know? Um, Oh God, that kind of communication was just so much better than the future where everybody knows who they're talking to. Like, <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's there just There were no everything... rules. No, and it was better that way. Yeah, it was fun. I, we, I went to an all-girls middle school and we, would, um, we didn't have interaction with guys really in person, so we would chat with them on AIM and then we'd print out the conversations. The next day at school, we'd bring them to read to each other. It was amazing. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Like what would like what would these even what would you talk about with Sometimes it was us just kind of like trolling them, which okay. I feel bad about, but it was entertaining. Um, yeah. Yeah, pretending to be fake people was a big mm-hmm. thing. Like I, I, the first si- the first catfish, you know. Oh yeah. I was the fir- first catfish. No. I was I was an early catfisher though. Yeah. Why are they called catfish? Um, something to do with. Okay, it has something to do with how catfish die. Oh, what is it? I like looked this up. It's something to okay. do with like the tank and catfish pretending to be a different kind of fish or something okay. so that they live. I. I knew huh. this at one point. I'm gonna look okay. it up again. Okay. Did you see the Catfish the movie like before the show? No, I never did. It's pretty good. It's okay. pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like there's a lot of like t- important 2000s ephemera that I just like haven't engaged with. And yeah. you should watch I, it. I think in the movie they just they like okay. describe why it's called catfishing. Yeah. I've been I've been thinking a lot about I've been thinking a lot recently about how like uh in order to really understand a period of time, you have to like look at not like the stuff, not like the things that people really enjoyed 
or that that people still really like and think aged really well and are really like good or canonically still good to like shape uh, how you actually view a decade. But you have to look at the stuff that was really popular that now everybody absolutely reviles to get an actual sense of like what an era was like. Yeah, that's which is true. why like which is why I think like Garden State is like so important because it's because <laughs> it's so awesome how when that movie came out, everybody was like, this is the most honest, accurate like this. This feels so real. And yeah, Garden State really like, hit hard. And it hit hard for everybody, like myself included. It's like everybody I know fucking loved it. Yeah, it it was like a universally like good movie to people. Yeah, everybody fucking adored it. Great soundtrack. Incredible. Uh, (laughs) And it's like, I can't think of anything that aged worse faster. Right, yeah. Where it's like, I don't think anybody... I haven't tried rewatching it in like 15 years. I think I I rewatched it maybe five years ago and it was really cringy. Yeah. Um, like, I would try rewatching it again. I'm curious. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah. It just has that like, like the part where Natalie Portman like does the little dance. Yeah. She's like, I just want to do something original. No one's done this before in this place. And then she's all like yeah. quirky and does like a weird noise. Yeah. It's so bad. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's 9 I mean, in some way or another, 9/11. it's 9 <laughs> No, it absolutely is like in some way a trauma fucked react to 9-11. But I, don't, I can't like, I haven't should, actually like, like. write a piece about how. <laughs> I mean, we could just do a podcast where we only consume like garbage 2000s ephemera <gasps> and we have to talk about it like. That's fun. A, I've been getting uh, really into like early two thousands cinema because it's yeah. very fucked up. Yeah. What have you? Um, and I mean, obviously, like, did you finish The Sopranos yet? Uh, not yet. I think okay. I'm on season four or five. Okay. Five. Okay. Yeah. I kind of took a break and I actually That's went fair. back and revisited Girls. I've been watch rewatching Girls, which is How really has- really interesting. Um, how has it aged? It honestly has aged better than I thought it would. Cause I'm just like, it's pretty funny. Like these people yeah. are all like terrible. Right. But, but it's self-aware. Like they're, they're making the, fun yeah. of themselves. Like, so I, I don't know. There are definitely yeah. like some off color joke. Like it, I, yeah. I, I feel like the first season has like a few like kind of sexist and like iffy kind of jokes. Oh, yeah, 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 but, yeah. um, yeah, all in all, I'm kind of like, that show's good, honestly. Yeah. And it's weird because I remember looking back on it being like, that show, oh, I don't know. And now rewatching it, I'm like, it actually kind of holds up. Yeah, I didn't funny. watch. I remember being told that season like four or five was terrible. And then whichever the follow-up season was. Are there six or are there seven? I think maybe there's six. But um, it yeah, okay. I remember it like, I'm on like season four right now. And it's yeah. It's all right, but it's kind of slowing down. I feel like um, yeah, the last season was really bad. Yeah, because I think I watched five, and five felt like a turning point where they, re- where every everybody had turned on the characters to the point that it was really funny and pretty fun to watch again. Yeah, but if um, I rewatching it, I'm just like, oh, these characters were really horrible people from the beginning, and that was made oh, yeah. very clear. Like, yeah, no one's likable. But I mean, is anyone likable in The Sopranos? You no. know what I mean? Like, it's just like, these are characters. They're f- yeah. very flawed. 
Yeah, I mean, like most people are just like inherently bad. Like, I can't yeah. really think of. Most I feel like interesting get... people are bad in some way. I mean, yeah. most uninteresting people are also bad. They just like <laughs> they just like do whatever uh... they do to perpetuate like the continued destruction of their earth and like think slightly right, less right. about how they're like. But I guess I'm just like, oh, what makes for like a, an interesting character is like someone who's deeply flawed so it's just like weird that people got really angry about that show because i'm like that show is just like it's it's self-aware like these we're not we're not trying to like look up to any of these people they're not good people you know i mean that's the thing yeah that's the thing like a lot i think a lot of people misread things as aspirational when they're just when they're just made by self-loathing versions of the characters totally (laughs) or like and I think, I mean, I haven't watched the end of Girls, so I can't, I have no, I can't make any claim to this, but it's like, I think the most interesting shows are also like really complicated, deeply flawed people who are just, who are given many, many opportunities to change and actively refuse all of them. Like, yeah. like, which is why Carmela is like so fucking amazing in The Sopranos. Like, I love, I love, I love Carmela. Like, I love I, the grandma, but I know she, yeah, I mean, she doesn't fuck- stick around for like too long, yeah. but she is amazing. The yeah. most incredible actor, like, yeah, <laughs> unreal. Uh, like for, for a sec, it took me a second to get into The Sopranos, but like whenever she was on screen, I would be yeah. like, completely captivated. Oh yeah. Oh God. She's so good. It's just like, <laughs> I, I love the scene when, like when Carm goes to therapy and is told that she has to leave mm-hmm. and uh, and that her therapist won't take blood money. And then she just doesn't fucking do anything. It's right. so perfect. It's so I know, perfect. I know. Uh, oh my God. It's so good. Yeah. It's a good show. Anyways, um, I'm going to, anyway. I think we should wrap up soon. So I'm going to, I have like a couple more journal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Should, I'm just um, derailing this. No, it's, I, I like to go off topic on tangents. It's fun. Okay. Um, but I just am excited about these entries. So yeah. These are the, uh, yeah. This is, Hit me. um, when we played with Mac DeMarco, yes. which I guess was on September 11th, 2012. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of September 11th. Oh my fucking God. <laughs> no, I don't think we, I actually, this is just the journal entries from September 11th. So it, we so must, the show was like, like, the show was like a few days before that. Yeah. Let um, me. I'm going to do a quick check here and see what day, what year, or I know this is 2012, two, but yeah, 2012, this entry was a Tuesday and this, was and so the show was on September was, 7th. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. Was it a Friday? It was a Friday. All right. Yeah. Um, the weekend was so fun. Chastity Belt played a show at Cairo with the people's temple. What the fuck is that? Uh, that was the band that toured with Mac DeMarco where Mac DeMarco was like, our agent just put them on and he really didn't like them. And they were asking everybody where they could score weed. I don't remember anything about that band. Which was um, a hard thing to do in Seattle which in 2012, gar- I guess. Which gardens. Which gardens. And Mac Not DeMarco. Anymore. Very much still a band. Yep. It was our last show with Peter and Andrew, which is sort of sad, but I can't wait to start playing with Gretchen Annie again. Aw. Mac-, Mac DeMarco was super good. I think I'm in love with him. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> That's so embarrassing. I kind of want to edit that out, but I'll keep it in. Um, his whole band was super goofy. Also, I just want to say this was before he was really famous. 
Oh no, I know. Played I at remember Cairo. It was like a twenty capacity venue. Yeah, and he had like I remember he was touring in his like all four of them were touring in his Volvo with all their gear. Oh, yeah. <gasps> which crazy. I don't know how they did that, but they did. Um. After the show, he and his band and a couple of his friends came back to our house and hung out on the porch for a bit. We were originally inside. Oh, God. Uh, but came out and got angry. <laughs> it's sort of a... Oh. <laughs> um, hooked up with Mac DeMarco's basis. I'm going to have to cut this out. Yeah. Uh, that dude was so funny. I kept telling Mac we should gossip about it. All the Canadians were really hilarious and super nice, except for their friend Dustin. He was an Dustin ass. from Surrey. <laughs> Just a complete douche. He kept talking. He kept knocking on our neighbor's door and ringing the doorbell. He was out of control. He and their other friend ended up spending the night on our couch. The drummer Joe fell asleep on my bed, and Mac and I had to get him out. I remember we had to. We like took him. I like took his hands, and Mac took his um. Yeah. Feet and we like had to physically remove him from my bed. And didn't uh, Mac go sleep at Ian Judd's house? Probably. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Cause I, and Dustin, yeah, I wrote yeah. Andrew and Luke came over for a bit too. And we're just completely weirded out by the Canadians. <laughs> they were fucking weird. They were, they were weird. I'm just like, do you not know how to be like a nice, like guest at someone's house? And I remember I they kept throwing pretzels everywhere and then stomping on them. And they were, and Dustin just like complained about how bad every he just complained about the weed. He took his dick out at least once. Did he? Yes, totally. I do not remember that. That's awful. And then he also realized that your neighbor's door was unlocked. And then he just opened it and ran into their apartment and ran out. What a terrible human. <laughs> yeah. And I just remember everybody uh... apologizing for him, but also he didn't stop. Right. It's like who Oh, he God. was horrible. Yeah. Yeah, he was a horrible like, ambassador I, for the town maybe of this Surrey. Is, this is okay in Canada, but we don't do things like this here. Yeah, it's not appropriate behavior. Yeah, I mean you can't. I mean Canada and canceled start with the same three letters for a reason. <laughs> I will say, like Mac was very nice and respectful. He was really nice. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. Here's the. Entry we've all been waiting for. <laughs> oh shit! Here we go. <laughs> and this is uh, Saturday, January fifth, twenty thirteen. It was the middle of winter. Yeah. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> oh god! I totally thought this happened in the summertime for some really? reason. It does seem like a yeah. summer thing that would happen. Um, someone oh, took a body god. shot off Andrew last night, and he told her his <laughs> name was Dirk Funk. <laughs> Gretchen Andy met me at Redwood after my shift ended at 12. Also, my pinky was still bleeding from when I nearly sliced it off cutting pickles. Now I can't play guitar. I remember that. Um, yeah. On our way out of Redwood, Andrew did that high-pitched scream he sometimes does when he's really drunk. Some girl in an apartment above heard him and invited us up. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, of course we said yes. It was just her and these... Two other guys. One of them had a nipple ring. She poured me some rum and immediately started talking about alcoholism and her baby daddy. She's a counselor for recovering alcoholics. 
but she was wasted. We ended up playing Truth or Dare Jenga with these random people. All the blocks had super sexual things written on them. I picked the same block three times. Hump the person to your right. I humped Andrew Uh, three times. (laughs) Oh my God. I do not remember that part. Really? No. Uh, I remember. (laughs) (laughs) I'll keep going. Gretchen had to kiss this wasted girl twice and swap clothing with her. One dude took off his pants. Nipple ring dude took off his shirt. It was all really fucking weird. But the best part was when Andrew pulled, take a body shot off someone. He chose me, but somehow I got out of it. (laughs) Drunk girl was like, I'll do a body shot off you. So Andrew lay down on the floor. (laughs) The night ended with Andrew eating three whole avocados and lying on my couch, having real talk till 4.30 a.m. Drunk Andrew always wins. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, this all scans. I <laughs> Do you remember any other details from that night? Um, I do remember eating three whole avocados. I don't remember why I did that. That's like Yeah, we stopped by QFC. You bought Oh my god. A bunch oh, of avocados. Yeah. I feel like this is a point in my life where I was convinced that I wouldn't feel as bad the next day if I just ate a bunch of avocados. <laughs> did it because work? Because I did I have absolutely no clue. I'm assuming the answer is no. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Also, like, what is the what appeal? Of, what is the appeal of a body shot, period? I've like, never I re- understood. Yeah. That's like it, one of it those... doesn't work very well either. No, it's logistically it's Unless horrible. you have like an insane belly button, like Yeah, which with, like, like a lot of volume. Yeah. And I guess you'd need to like it's like doing a lot of things with bodies where it's probably like nicer if you've like done a little, like not that anybody needs to fucking do anything, especially now, but it's like, I wouldn't, it's like if somebody's going to like suck alcohol out of like a, a part of my body, I feel like I would want to like, at least like do them the favor of like doing some kind of cleanup beforehand. Right. But it's like, there's probably just like, I guess alcohol and, like, um, cleans it's, it kind of it's self-sterilizing yeah. but it's like do you really want to taste like whatever's just been hanging I think that's out what, that's kind of what makes it like sexy that's oh, what God. i'm guessing i don't know yeah i don't think I, guess, like, I think that i've avoided doing yeah or receiving body shots my whole yeah life. i don't think i want i don't it's not Was on that my your list. only experience First and only. Yeah. First and only. And I have a I have a feeling that it's just not gonna happen again anytime soon. Yeah. I don't know why I feel that way, but it's just like I mean post maybe post COVID nobody's ever gonna do I or maybe that's what every like vaccinated people are only going to like get drunk off body shots from now it's, on. It's, it's like I think it's gonna be like the two extremes like people yeah. who are like very like horny for that kind of thing and then yeah people who are like revolted and will never touch a human yeah again. it's like yeah there's like there's agoraphobia and there's is agoraphilia a thing like just wanting to be touched by <laughs> wanting to be in <laughs> wanting to be in enclosed spaces and just wanting like, to be like a... in a crowd of people like naked rubbing yeah all over them yeah that's I guess yeah that's a- agoraphilia is defined by uh, Ur- Urban Dictionary as sexual arousal derived from open spaces or having sex in public. 
But that doesn't seem like, huh. that doesn't feel like the right parallel either. Yeah, I don't know. Like, having sex in public it seems like a whole different thing. That's a, yeah, that, I think that has its own name. But. Agoraphilia. Yeah. Uh, yeah well, I, don't... I guess it's not that popular because I haven't heard the word before. Yeah, and I'm I like tried to search this on Wikipedia, and the only instance that has the word the only definition that has the word public in it is urolagnia, and that's defined as urination, particularly in public, on others and/or being urinated on, also referred to as water sports. I've never <laughs> heard of urolagnia, and then under that is vorarophilia, which is the idea of one person or creature eating or being eaten by another, usually swallowed whole in one piece, also known as vor. <laughs> Oh my god. Man, the internet is full of answers. Yeah. To questions I didn't even have. And then and then under that we've got uh, wet and messy fetishism. Messy situations including but not limited to being pied, slimed, or covered in mud. Which Wait, I'll are you say- still on Urban Dictionary or what's what's No, I'm on uh, <laughs> I'm on uh, list of paraphilias from Wikipedia, oh, the free okay. <laughs> The only other funny one is, uh, well, none of this is funny, but uh, it's like, uh, I do like dendrophilia, focus of erotic interest, trees. That's tight. <laughs> I like that. I can get behind that. Have yeah. you seen that documentary um, that's about people who are sexually attracted to objects? No. It's called like is In it... Love with the Eiffel Tower or something like that. Whoa. Um, yeah, it is. This is a movie. I, you should watch it. I rec- highly okay, recommend. I will. Yeah, I'm into this. Yeah, it's a good. One. Erica Eiffel, an American <laughs> female competitive archer and advocate for object sexuality. Yeah, she had this a sexual relationship awesome. with her archer or with her um, bow, and then they she kind of broke up with her bow, and then um, it was awkward because she was still yeah. like, competing and using the bow. That like kind of, I mean. Being in love with an object, like, kind of makes sense, though, because, like, it it can't talk back. It's just going to do whatever you want it to. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of the um, the people who have the disorder are, like, have been, like, traumatized in some way, too. So, which yeah. is pretty sad. And it's all women. Oh. Um, whoa. Yeah. So, I mean, they probably just feel safe with an object. Yeah. What about like the guy? What about like the guy who lives with the inflatables? Did you ever see that? Uh, I don't think so. Like, like sex dolls. Yeah, there's like a twenty-year-old. No, who's just like, uh, there's a twenty-year-old who got profiled and. Oh yeah, there's a my strange addiction episode. I think. Mm. Uh, with the that guy show who lives so fucked up. Yeah, and he <laughs> lives with like twenty inflatable pool toys. That he's just, like, in a platonic relationship with. Platonic? Yeah, apparently. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I would watch that that episode. Yeah. Did you ever... Did we watch the Coffee Enemas one together? Um, Yes, we did. Oh, Yes, we did. That was, like, the last... bad. And the the thing about that show is they kind of use the same footage over and over again. Yeah. It w- that one really made me feel nauseous. I don't think we yeah. finished it. It was like... No, no, no. It was not watchable. No. 
They just kept yeah. like showing the same footage of her like putting down towels and then lying down yeah. with like a weird like siphon thing. Uh, oh, bad. What a weird thing to be addicted to. Well, I mean, that's not a weird addiction. You're just addicted to caffeine and you have not come to the conclusion that you can drink it. <laughs> like, that's just, that's just severe caffeine. That's just right. severe it's caffeine like, dependency. And it's like the closest thing to like injecting caffeine yeah, into your yeah. body, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you literally are injecting caffeine into your. Oh, God. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. But yeah, I wonder how like all the the weird sex apartment is doing with all of this. Like, how do you do? Did you ever like see or hear any of them ever again? Like coming no. to her because they lived right by the Redwood. Yeah, they lived like in an apartment. Right and like the they corner. never. I also, never like ran into them again, or and I I just have no idea if I would even recognize them. Oh, I couldn't recognize any of them. Yeah, and like, no what kind of person like? heard the noise that I made when I was drunk when I was 24 and was and like, then that's a person I want to hang out with. <laughs> like, what the fuck is wrong You're with like, you? like, what's that noise? <laughs> Come on up. That sounds like an exciting and horny young individual. Let's get those people to come up and play our game. <laughs> They'll play our sexy Jenga game. Yeah, what the fuck? Amazing. I wonder how many people they lured in, like drunk people leaving Redwood. Oh my god! I ho- I hope that that was like a thing they did like every night. They were just I'm like sure. on the balcony looking yeah, it, for like. It didn't seem like it was out of the ordinary for them. No, no, they were like, yeah, they were always looking th- for a third, fourth, fifth, sixth, whatever. <laughs> I know. That's I a shame. That's maybe like... like they thought it was going to turn into an orgy, and they were probably really disappointed. Oh, yeah. I mean, anybody who's really, like, anybody who's really, like, gone in, anybody who's ever, like, heard somebody yelling in the street and gone into it expecting an orgy, I think, is like, come out of it pretty disappointed. Because <laughs> I think that noise is something, like, was it, like, the... Yeah, that <laughs> yeah like, like pterod- pterodactyl noise. <laughs> and then, like, with your arms out, like... Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was also the period in my life when I was really into hitting stop signs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can picture that, too. Yeah. Did you ever... Did I ever make you watch uh, the Turkish Star Wars movie? No. Oh, it's tight. Um, It's like a... It's from the early 80s, and it's a kind of a sci-fi movie about two men who crash land in the desert, and the Indiana Jones theme plays whenever, like, something important is going to happen, and the director stole a reel of of Star Wars and just spliced footage from Star Wars into his movie, (gasps) which is kind but there's a part in it where uh, one of the two guys, they're on this empty desert planet and one says, you should do your famous whistle, which no woman can resist. And then he makes a whistling noise that echoes for like 30 seconds. And then a bunch of men in skeleton costumes come on horseback. And then one of them just says, you whistled wrong. Instead of women, skeletons came. (laughs) <laughs> so was that the kind of noise you were going for no because that's like a more like that was like an actual like whistling noise i don't know why the fuck i always did the like thing because it's a horrible sound <laughs> like it always like it always like yeah it was like I, yeah. but it's like it's like that that 
got somebody excited about meeting the person that that was coming out of their mouth. Yeah, it's just an flag. instant red flag. <laughs> instant red flag. <laughs> and I love that we were just like, hell yeah, we'll come up. Yeah. We're lucky we're we made not- it out of there alive. Yeah. I I really do like miss the part of, miss just ending up in people's houses under, yeah. like, I just don't it's know when that's going to again. I know. Like, it's when are we going to, in a while. when are we going to just like end up in a stranger's house playing sex, sexual, sexual Jenga? I know. Or, I, w- I would kill to do that right now. Yeah. yeah. If you'd How- asked me a year ago, if I would like to do something like that, absolutely not. But now I would no. kill to do that. Yeah. Yeah, now they're just like standing out on the balcony waiting for somebody to go, I am in extreme pain. And they just say, <laughs> you are the only person to speak in the last year. Would you like to come up and do body shots? <laughs> All right, well, once uh, once we're vaccinated, let's make sure to do some body shots. Yeah, oh God. <laughs> yeah, you can... Uh, yeah, find find the body and I'll get the shot. I mean, I mean everybody's getting shots this year. Hey. But um bump. All right. Well, I feel like it's a good time to wrap it up. Yeah. Um, um Yeah, you got any uh great. Oh, sorry. Oh. Yeah. Do you have anything you're uh, looking to promote coming up in the near future <laughs> or uh any plugs uh, or shout outs? Shout out, uh, plug. Just trying to plug my new podcast. It's called Julie's Journal. Mm-hmm. Big new project. Um, yeah, I guess I'm supposed to act, ask you that. Do you, do you have anything you want, um, to, want to plug? Yeah, I want to go ahead and plug these great mattresses I've heard about from Lisa. If you use a promo code Julie's Journal, you can get 25% <laughs> off your first uh your first mattress uh, with a new mattress delivered to your house every month. Uh, it's uh, it's the new mattress because you know how it goes where you sleep on a mattress for about 30 days and it starts to have a little bit of a groove in it. And we're looking for something a little less groovy in 2021. Um, all, now that, now that nobody can have real drums, we, we want like flat drum machine kind of production just really square <laughs> and we want to sleep on something that feels equally light i was so. just gonna I, like should i just let you go i feel like you're no, going somewhere no. okay yeah well, I don't, uh, yeah yeah uh, I'll, I'll stick promo to code julie's journal topic. yeah promo code julie's journal on, if you could uh, get me an actual um sponsorship that would be great oh yeah yeah that'd be awesome looking um, for a, a real sponsorship over here for my big yeah. podcast with all my millions of listeners if you uh, if you spend five hundred dollars at Erewhon and uh, use promo code Julie's Journal at <laughs> checkout, uh, they'll they'll ask you what are you doing. <laughs> uh, you'll be kicked out. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Promo code Julie's Journal at Erewhon yeah. at checkout. Yeah. Think yeah. About it. Yeah. Just pretty much you you can use that promo code anywhere. Julie's Journal yeah. and your promo bound code Julie's to Journal. Get five to ten percent off um well yeah it's been such a pleasure andrew yeah um, um thanks for coming on the pod of course uh, you gotta come on again sometime yeah if you uh if you find some more entries that uh, will help yeah. me uh learn something about myself i feel like i've learned a lot about how it's easier to make eye contact with you than it is with my therapist when we do the camera uh <laughs> so that tells me something but i don't know what yet 
Yeah. Huh. So we need, I'm, I'm glad you feel safe with me. Oh, this is a very safe. I, it's a safe very safe space. space. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm going to stop recording. You don't have to hang up yet.